Hi, Abby. Hi. Thank you so much for for being on today. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. <laughs> so today I'm talking to Abby Tozer, who is the manager of media relations at Weber Shanwick, which is a New York-based PR firm. Um, and she kind of has a hybrid role across the media relations and client experience practices. And she works with super cool brands like St. Ives, Chesme, and Nexus. So thank you so much. <laughs> My pleasure. And first, I was just wondering if you could kind of just like tell me a bit about your job journey and just like really how you got to where you are today. Yeah, totally. Um, so I graduated from University of Oregon in 2018, and I had my eyes set on moving to New York. Um, so senior year at University of Oregon, I decided to set up, I don't know, it must have been 25, 30 info interviews in the city. I did all my research on LinkedIn, paid for that premium membership for a few months, um, super <laughs> helpful tool, honestly. And I reached out, basically cold reached out, cold called um, a bunch of people whose jobs looked, looked like positions that I would want. I kind of had my eyes set on a bigger agency, so I was really looking at the Weber, Shandwicks, Edelman's, Golan's, Ketchum's of the world. Um, and I was majoring in public relations at University of Oregon, so it really was PR that I was um, kind of targeting. I ended up setting up a handful of interviews in the city, and I flew out here to meet everyone in person, get everyone a coffee, and just ask them questions about their role, um, mm -hmm. which ended up leading to some offers, one of them being Edelman. So that is where I started my career, and I happened to be placed on the Unilever Beauty and Personal Care team there, which was... So um, I guess fortunate, I, you know, mm -hmm. Edelman has, just like Weber, has a ton of different practices, and the Unilever Beauty and Personal Care Skill team obviously has all of their beauty and personal care clients. So Dove, Axe, it had Tresemme at the time, um, and more, which was super fun to work across, um, and that's where I got my start in PR. I then went to a smaller agency called Shadow, um, which was a really great experience because large and small agencies function pretty differently. So that was really great for me to kind of see both sides of and also worked on some really fun brands there, most of which can be found at Sephora, things like Moroccan Oil, ColourPop, Sunbum. Um, so got some great experience there. And then I decided that it was time for me to return to a larger agency. I new people on the Unilever team here at Weber Shandwick, um, and they have some really strong brands, like you said, so I came back here to work on the Unilever business and now sit across our Dollar Shave Club, St. Ives, Tresemme, and Nexus businesses, really running the media relations programs um, and strategy across all of them. Okay, nice. So you said you kind of, like, were got experience with both both large and small agencies, what kind of like do you see where the differences or the positives and negatives of each? Yeah, it's a great question. I started, and I think this probably influences my opinion, but I did start at Edelman, which was huge and had 
a corporate feel to it and kind of a much more clear structure of it. So I think that having started off there, maybe I prefer that more corporate experience. Um, that being said, I think one thing that's very different, large to small agency, is the flexibility in your role and what you get to raise your hand to participate in and um, do and learn. Shadow gave me some really, really incredible career um, growth opportunities. I got to lead, I don't know if you know Melissa Wood Health, um, yeah. but she's a fitness influencer. Yeah. She's lovely, and I got to lead her account as an account executive, which was an incredible experience to me. What was that? I think she lives near me. Oh, really? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. My friends I always, like, run into her. I'm Yeah, I'm unsurprised. I always think I'll run into her at Washington Square Park doing her little exercises, but I have, I have yet to. One day. But she's... One day, exactly. And since it was in COVID times, I've never actually met her in person. But, of course, we've been on a lot of Zooms together. Um, and she's lovely. So that was a really great experience. And so I think just a smaller agency gives you the flexibility to be a little more nimble in your career and kind of raise your hand for things that you might not get to at a larger agency. That being said, um, and this isn't always the case, but I do think that sometimes bigger budgets come with larger agencies. So sometimes what you get to do and at what scale you get to do it at is just more, right, at a bigger agency. Mm -hmm. um, I also love Unilever as a company and really believe in their values and purpose work. Um, and that's something that, you know, most of their brands have purpose attached to them, social good and CSR. So that's something that I really love about um, being at Weber and enjoyed about my time at Edelman working on the Unilever business. Yeah, so what's it like kind of working, like, at one PR firm that interacts with so many different brands and different projects, maybe as opposed to, like, working in-house? Yeah, it's a great question. I think there's a huge amount of value with starting at an agency. I think the workload, or so I've heard, is more. And like you said, when you're in-house, or kind of on one brand, all of your attention goes to that. I definitely think in-house is a place that a lot of people at agencies tend to eventually go with their career. But I do think mm -hmm. learning how to balance a handful of accounts, a handful of different businesses is a really great experience being at an agency. I also think that, for example, if you take Dollar Shave Club and Nexus, they're very different brands with different brand voices and different personalities. So to be able to learn each brand's personality, what their priorities are, how they want to show up in the media um, and in conversations and on, you know, across social, I think learning that and how to adapt your writing styles and communication styles and strategic console efforts for, for each different brand um, is a really good skill to have, which is something that you certainly learn at an agency. Mm -hmm. um, being at an agency also, something like a Weber Shandwick, you know, we have so many different services. And really, I wouldn't even call it as much of a PR agency as a true brand marketing kind of 360 agency at this point. Um, and I think 
you know, we have our crisis team, we have our healthcare practice. I sit in the consumer practice, obviously, but we have a ton of different practices across the agency. We also have offices across the globe. Um, for example, I was in Mexico City for a few weeks working remote this fall, and I ended up having coffee with the CEO of Weber Shandwick, Mexico, who was the best ever. Okay. Um, she's just awesome. But I think that that kind of global network is really, really neat. You get a lot of different perspectives from different countries and different regions in the U.S. even. And you just really have every kind of tool you need at your fingertips, whether it's influencer, crisis, DE&I work, etc. Mm -hmm. What's your like favorite thing about your industry working in PR? Mm, that's a good question. Um, I think specific to the work that I do, it's super creative, exciting. Um, I, I'm able to combine my personal interests with what I do professionally, which is something that I feel really grateful for. For example, we just um, wrapped, well, three, three weeks ago now, wrapped um, February New York Fashion Week. So we do mm -hmm. Fashion Week every September and February, which is super fun. And I get to be backstage um, working with our celebrity hairstylist and the models and the designers um, and our brands. So something like that is just a really fun example of how I really get to meld my personal interests with my professional activity. That is so cool. I'm, like, so interested in kind of – fashion and cosmetics so working at fashion week sounds literally amazing <laughs> yes it's really fun and i think you know another thing is just day-to-day -day staying up on the news obviously i stay up on all the hard news as well um but i also get to read cosmopolitan and allure and l and mm -hmm. in style and make sure that i'm up to date on the latest beauty news which is very fun yes for sure how about how about your least favorite thing I would say, I don't know if you've heard this expression before. Um, it's pretty popular in the brand marketing public relations world, but people often say PR is not the ER. And mm -hmm. I think that that rings pretty true. Um, the hours can certainly be long. I also do think that part of it is being New York City based, um, but it can be a lot of work at times. It can be stressful. I think especially within these past few years, everything that's happened socially and with COVID, there's just been so much change in our world. And um, it can certainly be stressful at times and interesting to navigate and a challenge to navigate. Um, but yeah, the hours can certainly be long. Um, and so I think it's, there's, you have to strike a fine line of putting in your time especially as, you know, you're starting off your career, really being willing to work those long hours, but also ensuring that you can carve out time to take care of yourself and have time for your other kind of priorities that fall outside of work and life to ensure that you're bringing your best version of yourself to, to your work and giving your work 100% of your effort. So. Absolutely. Do you have, like, a funny story from when you were looking for your, a job or throughout your journey? Uh, it's a good question. I was, I was trying to think about this, and I, I don't know if I remember any 
particularly funny stories from my job search, but I will say I've definitely been in interviews before where they Mm -hmm. ask you a question. And as much as you prepare, as much as you practice your responses and try to think through every question they might ask you, sometimes there's going to be a question or two where you truly, I I just felt so stumped sometimes. Um, So I think I get nervous (laughs) in those situations and something that I've done um, that I think is, you know, something we can normalize in interviews is saying something along the lines of, you know, oh, that's a great question. Let me get back to you on that. If I can follow up following, you know, the interview with an email response to this, I want to make sure that I give you the greatest, the greatest answer that I can. Um, okay. So I think that something like that is a good way to navigate any questions and in interviews that you truly don't know. Um, I don't know that that's like a funny experience, but <laughs> that's where my <laughs> mind went. Did you have like a super tough interview question from when you were looking for a job? Yeah, I think it's another good one. Um, I can't fully remember. I think one thing that that I find I get asked nowadays when I'm mm-hmm. speaking with recruiters is tell me about, you know, one of your latest successes in your career. And, I mean, that's not necessarily super tough to speak mm-hmm. to, but I definitely think arming yourself with some good tidbits about, your latest successes and, you know, numbers to prove the success around those um, is a Mm -hmm. great tactic. I think one thing, though, when you're a fresh, you know, college grad or looking to enter the workforce for the first time is, I guess, my recommendation about tough questions and interviews, I mean, just ensuring you're preparing yourself best for interviews is really, like, Keep in mind that you don't have to have, you know, all these perfect answers and, like, perfect um, examples of all this incredible work that you've done to date, especially, right, if you're, like, just a recent college grad emerging into the workforce. I really Mm -hmm. think that the best thing you can do in an interview situation is, of course, come prepared with any anything you've done in college um, and through extracurriculars that may set yourself apart from your peers, But at the same time, remember that it's okay not to know. It's okay not to be an expert yet. And I think coming to interviews and reiterating that you're eager to learn, excited to grow, hungry for new opportunities, can't wait to absorb everything and learn from the best in the business, all of those kind of sound bites are really great to use. Um, And admitting that you are not an expert in anything yet is so okay. Um, while obviously showcasing your strengths and your skill sets, great, but but you don't have to have, you know, I did all of these incredible things and that's why I'm perfect for this job, right? Like any company is going to take a chance on you as a fresh college grad. And so I think just reiterating how you can't wait to learn everything is a great way to take interviews when you're fresh. Yeah, I think that's really helpful because like for me, the thought of interviewing for a job it's like it's it's like I don't I haven't done anything I don't know like yeah you know I have a bunch of college extracurriculars but also I guess kind of knowing what you've done and like making sure you emphasize the parts that are like kind of applicable to that job and that industry that could be helpful right I mean I remember of course in my PR classes in college they taught me how to write a press release but I do Mm -hmm. it completely differently now 
than I was probably taught out of a textbook four years ago. And, you know, it's like, yes, you have an idea of what those things look like, but I genuinely just think learning from doing, and that might be a me thing, but learning from doing and learning on the job is the best way you're going to succeed. And so I think just positioning it as that and saying, you know, I can't wait to do all of these things and learn all of these things and and know more about this industry by doing and by joining your team is a good way to go. Yeah, definitely. So kind of just finally, do you have any advice for your 22-year-old self? Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> I think – I think kind of circling back to what I was talking about at the beginning, networking is huge. The worst someone can say is no. I don't think they typically will. Um, I think research and network as much as you can because at the end of the day, connections are how you're going to get your job. It's very rare that you apply to a big company, just cold apply submit your resume without talking to anyone, without having anyone refer you and get the Mm -hmm. job. It's not impossible, not impossible, but I think that making connections is the best way to go. Don't be afraid to reach out, um, sending emails. I think I always tried to get professionals actual email addresses and I would find them using LinkedIn, but then actually call their company and say, hi, you know, hoping to reach out to this person to set up an info interview, any way you'd be able to share their email with me. Um, and typically they would, they would, or they'd send me through to their phone, which is kind of no longer a thing now that we're not at the office. So email is the way to go in my, in my opinion. But I think LinkedIn, I transparently am sometimes a little bit bad at checking my LinkedIn, but obviously I'm on email all day, every day. So um, I think just reaching out and asking for people's time being gracious of the time that people do give you, making it as easy as possible for people. So anticipating, you know, oh, I saw your office is on 53rd and 3rd, and this coffee spot is on 52nd and 3rd. Would you Mm -hmm. mind meeting me for a coffee there at this time if you're free, right? Like just making it as easy as possible. Um, And also don't let yourself get defeated. I am very type A and I'm a very big planner. And Mm -hmm. I got my offer with Edelman two weeks before graduation. And sometimes that just happens that way. I think in the business world, it might be a little sooner that you get offers. But for PR, it can definitely happen very last minute. Um, So don't let yourself get defeated. There are also, you know, the job market is kind of tough. And so keep, keep chugging along, along, keep applying places if you don't hear back. You know, that's just part of it. Um, I think my favorite thing that someone told me, this was actually, I was in a PRSSA club um, at University of Oregon, a PR club, and mm-hmm. my our leader told me um, at the time, she said, the best advice I can give you is to be graciously tenacious. And I love it. I love those two words. I think that it just, is a great little phrase to go by because, you know, it's like be super gracious in your outreach, be thoughtful, be appreciative, be kind and professional, but be tenacious and keep going and don't let things get you down. Don't let no responses or no's discourage you. Just keep 
keep trying and you'll get there. Mm -hmm. That is such great advice. Thank you so, so, so much. Like I really appreciate your time and you talking to me, like your, your job and your industry sounds super cool to me. My pleasure, Taylor. Thank you for having me.